Hello and welcome to episode two. Now, here's an interesting thing that you might not know, but I am noticing it more and more now that I have a podcast called the Chris Adams TV Podcast. So, for consistency, everything I do in terms of my YouTube channel and Snapchat and now podcast and store and website... All of those things use my company name. So it's the limited company that I have set up that I contract through. And the company name is Chris Adams TV. So all of my YouTube channels and podcast names and stuff have that in them. And and if you were to go to chrisadamstvstore.com, you'd see all of the designs that I wear in my videos. So if you watch my YouTube videos, you'll see that I'm always wearing an article of clothing that has my Chris Adams TV designs on. That's from the store. Although I am literally the only person who has ever bought anything from the store. So, you know, I mean, it's it's not really for other people. I basically just wanted to have cool stuff that I wore in the videos. I mean, that's what I tell myself. I'd love it if other people bought stuff. But as of yet, nothing. I've just ordered myself some um, custom-designed socks. So obviously they are Chris Adams TV socks. Um, it's got the. It's a cool design. You don't have to worry about the design. But when it comes to custom designed things like socks or patches for your shirts, which I also have designed, you generally have to order a quantity that is large enough that it makes sense for them to print it or embroider it or I don't know how clothes are made. So. I am about to be the proud owner of 25 pairs of the exact same sock. <laughs> That's too many socks, if I'm honest. If you were to tell me, how many socks do you need? And I don't, you know, maybe wash my clothes as much as everyone else, but I'm thinking, you know, like 10 or 12 pairs or something like that. So you have a good rotation, but 25 is too many. So I'm thinking... I'm going to need to figure out a way to give away a pair of socks as some sort of prize. Hey, how exciting is that? Not very, if you think of the prizes that you can win in other things. But, I mean, it's a cool design of socks. <laughs> Never mind that. Never mind. The way the universe works in terms of the fourth dimension, which is time, is that things flow in a certain direction. So that means I know that you are listening to this in the future. But currently, in my time, England is on their way to a historic Euro football tournament win. Or we were knocked out in the semi or the final. Obviously, you know, you know the result, but no spoilers. Don't tell me. Have you heard of the simulation theory or the simulation hypothesis? Now, likely at this point, you're going, yeah, 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 yeah. Living inside a simulation, right? 
but that's just five words that you've learned to parrot back because the subject is too complicated for you and you don't understand what's going on. Good news, I'm about to teach you what the simulation theory is so you can be one of those people who brings it up in topic and is the smart one in the room. What is the simulation theory? In a nutshell, it means that if us as humans manage to not blow ourselves up as a species, you know, like in some sort of atomic war or something, and fair enough, us as humans are very capable of that, we're the worst. But if we don't do that, we will get to some sort of distant future time where the technology is so good that we can create a simulation of the universe. So you know how currently if you put on those VR goggles, you get transported to another universe and you could be on a roller coaster or maybe you have like a sword or something and you move your hand in real life and you see the sword move. That's pretty cool. But we know that we inside the simulated world, it's kind of pixelated at the moment and not perfect in all the movements and stuff. But the simulation theory says that we're going to get to this point in the future where we can make a world that's indistinguishable, so it looks exactly like the real world and feels like the real world, and also you won't know that you're in a simulated world. So you will think you're in the world, real world, but like it's actually a simulation. People go, this is it's a philosophical debate, it's anthropic reasoning. Basically, it's unfalsifiable. You can't prove that we're not in the simulation because you go, oh, you'd know you're in the simulation, and then they go, ah, but you see, we've said that you wouldn't be able to know. So in other words, there's no real answer with this. And other people bring up the fact that we don't have technology capable of doing this, obviously, at the moment. But then we can't say oh, somebody in the future will be have, you know, they'll have the technology, they'll be able to do it because we don't know what the people in the future will be able to do. Maybe technology has some sort of cap that we can't go over or something else comes up that we can't imagine. We can't just assume that they'll have technology just because it's the future and the future always has the cool technology in the movies. It might not work like that. I trust scientists about as far as I can throw them. You know that. Something stinks with their interpretation of the universe. They've got this uh, big bang happened and then all of these things shot out and the universe grew in size and there's dark matter out there. And oh, actually, it's not just the table. When you zoom in, there's atoms. But if you zoom in further than that, there's electrons. And oh, electrons uh, obey some sort of quantum logic. And they don't really work the same way that the real universe works at the large scales. And if you observe it, suddenly it works differently to when you don't observe it. Scientists, don't really know what's going on. Let's not give them a hard time about that because they do a pretty good job of trying to understand what's going on, but they're pretty arrogant and always say, this is the truth. And, you know, like 10 minutes later, they'll go, okay, wait, 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 wait. remember when I said that was the truth? We found out some new information and this is the truth. Yep, that's just a table, nothing more to that. And then they look a bit closer and they go, wait, the 
this table's made up of tiny little wood grains. And then, and then they grab their microscope and they go, wait, 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 wait. These tiny little wood grains are made up of compound elements. And then they zoom in a bit and they go, whoa, 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 whoa. Those are made up of atoms. And then they zoom in, whoa, 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 whoa. And then they zoom out and they're like, oh, geez, it's just turtles all the way down. And then they just say the same thing going the other direction. They're like, uh, yeah, I mean, the universe is big, but uh, humans are probably the, the only super intelligent consciousness in the universe. And you're like, how do you know that? Because you zoom out and there's probably aliens, as we found out last episode. Here's what people say. They say, okay, so the problem with the simulation theory is, okay, I'm going to accept your your whole argument. The simulation theory is real, but then the simulation needs to be running on some sort of computer, right? So what's that world like? What is this giant computer in the future that can run the simulation of the universe? We, as a species at the moment, this is, you know, 2021, we are experimenting with quantum computing. Quantum mechanics is a ridiculous science at the moment because the scientists don't understand how it works. So let's imagine this entire... Uh, simulated world is created using the laws of quantum mechanics, which seems to make sense because our universe does run on the laws of quantum mechanics. Quantum mechanics is not something scientists understand, but let's give it a stab so that we can understand it. So there's no absolute frame of reference in quantum mechanics. What that means is you can't measure things accurately without having an observer to measure them. And when you introduce an observer into quantum mechanics, things change from how they would normally behave. So objective reality doesn't exist in quantum mechanics. And they've done experiments that prove all of these sorts of things. Here's the elephant in the room, right? Consciousness is exactly like being inside a simulation. So your consciousness, you as a human being, have your own consciousness inside your mind. Your mind is its own little world of consciousness. And you are an observer on this universe. So whether or not every other living being, human, creature, or dragon is real or simulation doesn't matter because you are real. And whether or not you are real is probably a debate you need to do inside your own head. But I'm telling you now, you are real because your consciousness is an observer on the universe. That's what consciousness is. It's your window into this universe. You can see what's going on. You can interact with the universe. You can change things as an observer. Our entire universe is a giant conscious entity. I'm going to get into consciousness quite a lot more over the coming episodes. And obviously, if you've watched some of my videos on YouTube, you'll know that I've done deep dives into consciousness before. So we're not going to get into the nitty gritty just yet. But the argument is that our universe is a cosmological conscious being. And it has been equipped or it's equipping itself with reasoning. If you've ever heard of Conway's 
Game of Life. It's a game. It's not really a game. It, it just does it on its own. So you, you don't actually participate much in it. But it's it's a game where you create an initial starting point for it. And then when you hit the play button, it changes over time. So based on the starting points, it creates new things inside the game. And when you create an appropriate initial configuration, complex systems emerge. And there's weird things that happen. There's self-replications that can happen. And even more surprisingly, laws are created inside that version of the game that create new concepts and entities which apparently don't exist in the initial laws that you create. It's it's a very interesting thing to look into and how things are created like that. And it feels a lot like how our universe might have been created. If we are the result of some advanced technology in the future creating a consciousness system that is evolving over time and you are an observer that make changes, it doesn't really matter because you and it and this and we are a real thing. This what we're in is a real thing. The, the thing with simulation theory, sometimes we're like, oh, no, 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 I'm going to fight for the fact that I'm the main timeline. I'm not a simulation person. But I mean, in the future, it probably won't be some sort of VR glasses that one person puts on and then you're in this world. More than likely, it will be a real universe that is created with its own consciousness that evolves over time. So it's not some cop-out that, oh, all of this is just some stupid game that some guy in the future is playing with his VR goggles. No, more than likely, this is a universe that has been created because we're in a universe that feels like it was created. How it was created, we don't quite know yet. And is it turtles all the way down? It seems likely because... Even if the super advanced um, alien creature person made this universe that we live in, we also can grow up and create our own simulations inside this universe, and then they can grow up and create their own simulations inside their universe. It's turtles all the way down. And that's going to do it for us right now for this episode. Funny thing, right? I was thinking about how I'm going to end my podcast because remember earlier I was thinking about how I'm going to start my podcasts because I can't say hello and welcome to another episode of the Chris Adams TV podcast every single time surely not when it comes to the ending I mean I could just end it right here you wouldn't notice but I want to end it in a graceful manner like I do with all my videos on YouTube but on YouTube I do the um, peace sign which actually isn't a peace sign that's the sign for uh, the movie I'm making. It's a little future snack of spoilering there that you don't know about. But that's the sign of the movie I'm going to make. And I say, good to see you. And then the video cuts. But that's on a podcast. I haven't actually seen you and you've barely even seen me, if we're honest. So I'm going to end it with nice to speak to you.